Let's get nuts. Hello, everybody. What is happening? Welcome to Film Junkie Live Music. What is going on, everybody? Yes. It's Monday, it's a holiday, but hey, we're going to be still talking about all kinds of movie stuff and everything like that. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. Hopefully you guys are, uh, had a good weekend. I had a great weekend. And of course today was just kind of weird because it was like, what do I do with myself? I don't have daytime work. But uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. And uh, make sure you guys hit that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell, do all that stuff, uh, become a member, you can become a member, become part of the Film Junkie family, you know, and then of course we have all the uh, social media stuff, the shock meds around me, but uh, yes, cheers to all the uh, the fallen soldiers out there and their families and everything, that's what it's all about, you know, like, like I said in the opening, you know, gone, but never forgotten, so cheers. Cheers to that, got a little spritzer thing happening right now. Now, uh, hold on. Give me a second here, guys. I forgot to set up my chat stuff. Whoops. What? I forgot to do something? Me? That's that's not like me. What are you talking about? So hold on. I'm going to talk to you guys, of course, when it comes to the chat. But I forgot to pull up the chat window right here. Come on. Let's go, computer. You could do it. Hold on. All right. Here we go. All right. So I can go ahead and get rid of that. Ah, but yeah, keep on uh, talking amongst yourselves. I'm getting it. I'm getting it ready. Getting it ready. Come on. You can do it. Ah, here we go. All right. Let's see here. All right. I think I think I got the chat up. Make sure it's the live chat. I don't know why they even have a thing called the top chat. It's weird. I don't like it. I really don't like it. But hey, what could you do? All right. Jesus. And I missed my stream deck. Why did it have to quit on me? So there we go. Up. Oh, see, that's a little bit off. Hold on. There we go. Yes, this live stream is the best. If you're reading that, you know it's true. You know it's very much true. That's what I'm just trying to show you guys here. It was all just a ploy to, to let you guys know that the uh, this live stream is uh, the very best. Yes, it is. All right, let's tack. Let's, uh, let's see who's out there. Let's see. Given how he handled the, the Batman in The Flash, I would be down for this, all right? Of course, talking about Andy Muschietti. Handling Batman Brave and the Bold. We got Mind of Inception. Yo, yo, what's happening? Lisa Jackson. Let's see. We got Random Thought. It's a shame. Prince is dead because you know WB would have called him to write a separate soundtrack for the the Flash. Well, they would have probably at least got him to do one song for sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah, another like an updated Bat Dance, of course. Yeah. Uh, we got Eric, Mr. Uh, Hardboiled right here. Great to see the alleged Ben the thing Grimm is Jewish by his mom, uh, as David needs to do uh, to give a great uh, New York y'all accent and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Of course, Fantastic Four. What's going on with uh, Mr. Jason right there? Good to see you. We got Patrick right here. Um, hey, Dave, I watched Son of Anarchy. Oh, okay. I still haven't watched that series. I watched, like, the first episode, and that's about it, but, you know. What's going on, MSGT? Uh, I am most curious to see if Muschietti or whoever can pull off Robin. Well, I guess we'll find out. We will find out. I think it uh, shouldn't be too hard, right? And we got Mr. Abel right there. What is happening? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. Who else? We got Josh right here. No, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to risk it. Not going to risk it. Sadly, I didn't get any kind of... Uh, 
anything where I can guarantee a spot. So I'm not I'm not gonna risk it. It's whatever. Well, we'll see. We still got we still got a couple of few weeks before the flash comes out. Maybe I can get lucky with something else. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You don't believe rumors? Well, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Eric Patterson, what is happening? We got Miss Nighthawk right here. Hi. Hello, sweetness. Um, let's see. Yeah, cheers. Like what she said right there. That's what she said. I'm sure. Has it been conf- uh, officially confirmed? No. Has not been confirmed yet. What's going on, Droga? Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Baba Scotty right here. The sequel to my fan-made adult animated horror thriller. Wow, that's a lot right there. Film Starry's title, Starry 2, a.k.a. Starry Chapter 2. I like that. That's a good title right there. Okay. I think you, uh, I, I believe you might have sent me something, so I'll have, I still have to look for that, so I apologize. What's going on, uh, Nyuniak Jr.? If I said your name wrong, I apologize. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we're having a good day today. And then we got uh, Knight Rider right here. If Andy does a great job with The Flash, I could see him possibly doing a good job with Brave and the Bold. Absolutely. We'll be talking about that right now, or, you know, the first topic we should say. Stephanie T is here. Good to see you. Jose, what is up? Uh, yo, what up, Dave? And what up, people? Henry saw The Flash, and we still haven't. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the tweets. Yes, that's right. Henry Cavill. We'll talk about Henry Cavill. And uh, who's seeing The Flash? What? That's crazy. Uh, not going to be a long day tomorrow. Got to wake up. Uh, okay. Well, that happens. Well, thank you for dropping by, at least, there, Knight Rider. All right, this thing skipped on me a little bit. Let's see, we got Tet right here. Good to see you. All right, and uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I got this was actually a gift. Yeah, a gift from uh, Nighthawk's parents from from Christmas right there. This is where this shirt came from. So uh, they know they got me a Batman. They got me. They just give me Batman stuff, which I'm totally all about. Yeah, give me Batman stuff. I'm all about it. But yeah, that's a Christmas gift from the in-laws. <laughs> and then we got the Bang right here, Van. Hey everyone! Finally caught one live stream. Been out, yeah, yeah. It's good to see you. Catch him when you can. Catch him when you can. We got RJ here. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Good to see you. No press interviews for the Flashcast, Dave. What? What do you mean? What are you? Are you? Are you looking for another reason to hate on the Flash Lane? All right. You still drinking that Haterade? Still drinking it. But good to see you. Good to see you. What's going on, Mask of Shy? We got Alessandro right here. Hank, what's happening? All right. Mr. Nobody is here as well. Good to see you. All right. Uh, Aaron, what's going on? Got tickets for Flash on the 12th. Nice. Lucky. See, mine, 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 you know, mine are on the 15th. But, you know, like I said, I might still be able to squeeze in something, possibly. I don't know. We'll see, but as long as I got my tickets right there, and of course, it's going to be a nice little group that we got going. Um, we got some good seats and should be a good time. So even if I don't see it early, which I should have already seen it, God damn it, right? Nah, it's all good. You know, it's, it is kind of funny that that was a week ago. A week ago, a week ago right now, Jose, Brandon, and uh, Russ, we were we were standing in line, standing in line right now, wondering if we were going to be let in. And we thought we were good. We thought we were golden. And no. Uh, about, a, I don't know, about 45 minutes later, we find out that we weren't going to be seeing the flash. God, that was horrible. Just absolutely horrible. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? It was just kind of just like, you know, 
That's what it was all about right there. My God, it was just sad. But hey, what can you do? It's okay. It's perfectly fine. You know, I just, I know. I'm sorry I reminded you, Jose, but, I, you know, I had to just, just, just thinking about it. I was like, wow, that was a week ago. And where were we a week ago? But uh, it's okay, guys. It just, you know, it just makes me drink more. <laughs> Whoa, kind of sucked that one down a little too much right there. So anyways, it's all right. It's all right. We got plenty of hype. We're going to be talking about The Flash too. But uh, yes, we're going to be talking about Andy Muschietti being asked about Batman Brave of the Bold. We're going to talk about the rumored Fantastic Four cast, which I did not see a lot of hype for it. And then, of course, we'll talk about Box Office and then Max. Why exactly they went Max instead of HBO, you know, and why did they drop the HBO? New article came out from Variety that I was kind of like, it was kind of interesting uh, seeing that and being like, eh, okay, bring up some interesting points when it comes to that. So, but all right, guys, I'm rambling. Let's get to the tweets. Whoa, wrong one. There we go. Yeah, I was like, whoop, click, click. Yeah, see, again, I missed my stream deck. And uh, speaking of the Flash, oh, you know what this scene is. You definitely know what this scene is, right? Oh, boy. I mean, obviously, um, I think we can all, uh, I think we all kind of understand now that, yes, this is most likely... One of the opening scenes right here when uh, when it comes to something. But yeah, I mean, there's always been that whole thing. And there's apparently going to be Funko Pops of like Barry saving some babies. But uh, yeah, I'm assuming there's this a hospital that he's uh, I like the fa- I like the fact that he's perched on a wheelchair that's flying in midair. Just looks pretty cool right there. Just looks pretty good. But I, I'm I am so curious about this scene. So curious about that. And who wants to buy this for me? Huh? Anyone? Nighthawk? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but uh, we got uh, we got this uh, Batman, this Michael Keaton Batman. We talked about this on the Vodka stream, and apparently uh, when it came, Scott already purchased his. And, you know, it's a, it's a little pricey, so I'm going to have to hold back a little bit, you know, gotta uh, unless you guys want to start donating for me to uh, try to get this uh, Batman Modern Suit, Mo- Modern Suit 1-6 scale collectible figure right here. But yeah, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got everything. It's got fa- different facial expressions. It's got a removable cowl. It's got a grappling gun. It's got a battering with a rope. It's got all of it right here. My God. Thing is gorgeous from Hot Toys. It's absolutely gorgeous. Christmas is coming there. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Even the cape goes up like that. Uh, and then I love that. I love that he's just, you know, there's always some, there's something awesome. There's just something magical about a Batman actor not having the cowl on, but the suit on. I don't know. There's just something cool about it. You always have to have that shot of whoever's Batman to um, have his cowl off, but with the rest of the costume on. You got to have that. You got to have that. So, uh, Rebel Moon stuff. We got some Rebel Moon things happening here. New Rebel Moon cast and crew rap hat has been spotted online. Presumably uh, a quote from the movie, Dream Any Dream You Can Dream. Well, I mean, that's probably a just that's just a Zack Snyder quote right there, but it's a good quote. It is a good quote. And speaking of awesome Batman, there we go right there. We got Batfleck right there. Okay, please don't let this actually uh I don't I okay. So this is interesting right here because I mean, I'm curious, but this also freaks me out as well. Uh we got James Cameron right here. He says uh, I guess when he was at Dell Technologies World, he was at this this um, presentation that they were putting right here, I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but he said uh, this person right here, and then, of course, it was reported by numerous 
numerous publications saying, so James Cameron just told the Dell Tech World crowd that he started writing a new Terminator movie three months ago, but wants to see how AI shakes out before he goes any further. Okay, well, I mean, AI just seems like more AI apps and technology just keeps on, it just keeps on growing every day, which is a little freaky. It's a little bit freaky, but I'm kind of curious. All right, all right what, what is the story? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like, how do you, how they've tried so many times to try to reboot or reinvigorate the Terminator franchise and it just hasn't worked. It just hasn't worked. You know, you had Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, which was a interesting continuation. Not all bad. It can be enjoyable, but it, I don't know. It was a little, I don't know. It was a little interesting. And then you had Salvation, which took the future approach, which I thought that was a smart way to go. But the smart way to go was not to hire the director that is McGee because he's not that great of a director. I mean, he can have some f f f fun movies, but sh I don't know. It just didn't work out. It just didn't capture what I think a lot of people wanted when it came to the future war of the Terminator franchise. And then, of course, they tried to reboot things and try to redo scenes with Terminator Genesis. Didn't quite work out. It, it was a cool idea, but the execution was horrible. And, and casting, casting Jai Courtney to be, to be Kyle Reese... He looks nothing like Michael Bean. He looks nothing like Michael Bean, but they cut. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were thinking when it came to that casting. Then Dark Fate, they decided to bring Lin Linda Hamilton back, which was great. But then they they killed John Connor, a young John Connor, like right at the opening. And it just totally blew the whole legacy out the fucking window. So I'm kind of curious. What direction would James Cameron go for the Terminator franchise? So it's interesting, but the fact that he's waiting on AI, so now he's writing a Terminator story and he's waiting on Skynet itself to, you know, see how it all works out. It's just kind of weird, kind of interesting. Anyways, here's my little spiel about that. Uh, then, of course, they released the clip from The Flash. You know, it's a pretty cool little clip, but of course, it, uh, you know, it, it kind of seen things that we've seen in the. Uh, the trailers so you know obviously it's the i on batman line right there so yeah i mean if you want to if you want to go in super fresh stop watching all the clips and the tv spots and the trailers that are coming out for the flash um ghostbusters of course is uh, currently filming right now and we got uh, the, uh one of the stars of it was just kind of posted this right here from the uk crew so that's pretty sweet like that, like that. Quentin Tarantino's next movie is indeed about a movie critic from the 1970s, and it won't be about film critic Pauline Kael. Instead, it will reportedly be based on a man who wrote for a porno magazine. So I, I'm already in. I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's his 10th movie. Supposedly, it's going to be his final movie. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm wondering what uh, this is going to be about. I like the fact that his supposedly last movie is going to be about a film critic because let's face it film critics have not really liked tarantino but hey so it's his way of i don't know it's going to be interesting it's just going to be very interesting and then yes foo fighters fans we have a new uh we have a new uh oh did i turn that on oh yeah i did okay making sure i turn that audio on but yeah new uh foo fighter song yeah came out this past weekend so really enjoyed that and they're on tour right now which is great so 
Uh, and then, of course, we had the new Barbie trailer that came out. And I don't know. This movie is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. I didn't do a reaction or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, what happens in this? I mean, it's it's very Lego movie-esque, but at the same time, it looks slightly different. I don't know. But yeah, the new Barbie trailer looked just absolutely ridiculous. But I'm there. I'm here for it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see it. You know, I'm gonna see it. I could. I. I'm one of those people that actually can see Oppenheimer and the Barbie movie in one week, and I'll. I'll see Oppenheimer first, and then maybe, and then maybe, and then maybe. Uh, oh, wow. And then maybe that. Uh, <laughs> And then maybe uh, we'll see Barbie or something like that. Maybe I know Nighthawk wants to see it. Wow, Lane. Wow. Wow. Are you kidding me, Lane? So not only are you drinking the haterade of whatever, you're going to actually say that on my live stream. How dare? And you got put in time out. So you, you can't even respond, it looks like. Jeez. My God, what is going on with Lane right now? Wow. Yes. And see, you, yeah, you just uh, you just stirred up uh, you just stirred up uh, Nighthawk right there. My God. See, now I remember remember like a couple of weeks ago, I got on Jose for for uh, because he said the because obviously he was mentioning the Dodgers and Lane said something about that. And then he uh, he put him in timeout. Now I'm like, man, yes, he should definitely be. <laughs> timeout. Jesus Christ. Lane. <clears throat> yeah, it's just. Jeez. Oh, can he still say stuff? Man. Well, he's always said that he preferred Nirvana over Foo Fighters, which I could respect that. But to say it sucks. Man, when he knows I'm a great fan. Great fan. Ah, he knows I'm like, that's my favorite band. My God, this guy. The balls. And of course, uh, Spider-Man into the uh, Across the Spider-Verse is going to be coming out this weekend. So... So uh, they got some new posters coming out. This is a Chinese poster that's coming out. I know you're playing. I figured you were, but how dare you? Still, still. Read the audience. Yeah, you just be careful. You got to be a little careful with that. I know you don't think they actually suck, and I know you just prefer Dave as a drummer than, than uh, before. I don't know how you're feeling about the new drummer, though. Um, we got Phil Cho right here showing some uh, Chris O'Donnell edited Bat suit, or not bat suit, but the Robin suit from from Schumacher's Batman and Robin. He made it in Night uh, Nightwing fashion, right here. That's pretty sweet. I like Phil Cho's uh, art right here. It's good stuff. We got our katana. We got the katana. I don't. It's it's just very weird because it's Mortal Kombat two that's coming out, and they keep on releasing, you know, new cast members, but nobody seems to be too excited about it. It doesn't seem like there's that much hype around another Mortal Kombat movie. Another Mortal Kombat movie. So, I guess we'll see. The Wrath of... <laughs> uh, and then this is funny right here because uh, Prime Video UK decided to throw some shade. Because if you guys have seen, uh, obviously, what's, been, what's happened when it comes to Netflix in the past couple few weeks... They talked about not sharing your password, and apparently they implemented a thing where if you do share your password, you're going to get charged another 8 bucks. And it's kind of funny because all the other streaming services are kind of making fun of that, so that's pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that works out. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is going to be 2 hours and 36 minutes, so two and a half hours of awesome of uh, Impossible Mission Force with Mr. Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt. I'm here for that. Totally. Totally. 
Keep going. Hey, we got some Funko Pops for Blue Beetle. We got Jaime right here. We got Jaime showing Jaime and Conrad Carapax. That's that's one you have to Google right there. And then, of course, Blue Beetle. But, yeah, showing that. I'm sure there's going to be more right there, too. Sure, there's going to be more of that. Add Terry Crews to the Flash. Good reviews right here. That's right. He's going to be bouncing those, those pectoral muscles that he has when it comes to the Flash. Made him twitch. Terry Crews caught a sneak peek of the Flash movie with the fam last weekend. And, well, there's a reason we are smiling. You have to go see this movie. Check it out. In theaters on June 16th. That does sound like he was actually paid. No, I think he actually enjoyed that. And, you know, it seems like everybody enjoyed that who was there right there, you know, in this picture right here. But, yes, Terry Crews, add him to the list of celebrities that are totally praising this movie that have seen it. Early access. I like it. I like it. Even if it is marketing, it's good marketing. And then we got uh, Colin Farrell talking about uh, what's happening when it comes to all this. Colin Farrell out there with the picketers for the uh, the writers' strike. So he's uh, you know giving his two cents and all that. So you know keeping that sweat out of his face, I guess. I like it. Sucks that the Penguin series got halted because of the writers' strike. Creed fans, there's a sequel comic that will release on June 28th. From writers Latoya Morgan and Jai Jameson, artist is Wilton Santos, and creator uh, and a creative director, of course, Michael B. Jordan. The comic is set ten years after Creed Three, as Amara Creed sets off on her own boxing path. So his daughter, I like it. So the Creed cinematic universe, the Creed universe, I should say. There's Ezra behind the scenes. Who that? I want this robe. Anybody else want this robe? I want this robe. That's a pretty freaking awesome robe. Looks comfy as hell too. But yeah, there he is on uh, on set, Ezra. And you can see the flash boots right there. Flash boots. All right, continuing on. Um, obviously, we got the, the, the Jared Little Joker statue. Mick right here announced the winner. So congratulations to Clark Joe DCEU. Ken Griffey Jr. continues to be, you know, the GOAT. Look at all those Golden Globes that he, uh, Golden Globes, Golden Gloves that he won in his career. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player, obviously, back when I was growing up in the 90s. And I still think he is the best player all around. I mean, it's obviously you can match stats and whatever, but let's face it. Ken Griffey Jr. was the GOAT. He was the freaking GOAT. 100% the GOAT. Hey, here, we got a Spider-Man 4 leak right here. That's right. Even, uh, you know, Walt and Jesse going to show up in Spider-Man 4. <laughs> I, love, I just, this, la that made me laugh when I saw this right here. It just made me laugh. That's all. Continuing on. Yes, continuing on. And then, yeah, yeah, guys. I, I mean, this could have possibly been like a, a topic of discussion, but it's not really because why the hell? I mean, it is kind of funny because, and I see people arguing about this too, but Brainiac, obviously this is like the rumor, but I think we could be, it's no shit. That's what we could say. Just like no shit. That Brainiac is going to show up in Superman Legacy. I think we can all kind of agree to that. Like there doesn't need to be a scoop or anything about that. And if anybody's trying to claim a scoop on Brainiac being in Superman Legacy, I think we could all, I think we all assume that. And Mr. Chris Swanson right here, 
I like his tweet and I retweeted it because I love that he, you know, the fact that we've been trying to get Brainiac on the silver screen for how long now? Brainiac was supposed to be the villain in Superman 3. That's right. The original Christopher Reeve Superman 3. Superman Lives, which we all know about that, which is obviously we've seen art right there. And uh, hey, Christopher Walken as Brainiac. That's right. I am artificial. I come on. Look at my look at the dots on my head. I'll take it out. I mean, Lex Luthor, you don't even know. Uh, But yes. Superman lives, and then Superman returns too, and then Man of Steel too. So it's like he's always been mentioned. It seems like there. It seems like cinematically, it's always been like, how do we pull off Brainiac? And so naturally, it's like, yeah, James Gunn, you better put Brainiac. You better put Brainiac in Superman Legacy. I don't know if he's going to be the main villain, but at least have a presence. I mean, Scott and I have been talking about. Superman the Animated Series, and right in the opening episode, Last Son of Krypton, Part 1, there's a Brainiac presence. And, of course, they tweaked they tweaked the origin story, but they actually, I, to be honest, I like the origin story that the Superman Animated Series has given. We both like it, the fact that he was just part of Krypton and being, like, their AI and everything. So, but, yeah, I think we can all agree that, yes, Brainiac will be, will be, the villain in Superman Legacy, or at least have a presence. Maybe he'll be up. Maybe he'll build them up. It might. Maybe James Gunn will build them up like a Thanos kind of thing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. All right. Continuing on. Uh, well, yes. This is, of course. I mean, my God. <laughs> this is so pretty funny right here. You filmed it, or I tried to play it. I can't. Play it. Okay. <laughs> what game? What game is it? It's called Last The Last of Us. Is and it they out now? It into, oh my yeah. God. A few years ago, yeah. Because I got sucked into a video. Which game, one? You know, prom. So you played it. At- <laughs> I mean, come on. Good job, Mr. Bridges. Good job. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Because he's talking about getting sucked into a game, and they're all like, "What game did you get sucked Last in?" Last of Us. Is and it out now? It into, oh my yeah. god! A few years ago, yeah. Because I got sucked into a video. Which game, one? You know, prom. <laughs> just, just he didn't miss a beat. I mean, obviously it's a joke because yeah, he got sucked into Tron in the movie Tron. So I just love the fact that he did that. So kudos to Jeff Bridges right there. He is a goat. He's the goat. He's a goat too. Come on. And look at this motion poster right here for IMAX in the Flash by Regal. That's pretty fucking sweet. You gotta love that. Phil Cho doing the gray and black version of the Clooney suit, which looks pretty damn awesome. I I, I like the logo, the 3D type logo. It looks pretty sweet. I like that. And then sadly, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, the box office has wrapped up fully. And it doesn't look like it's going to warrant a sequel. Cause, and that sucks because everybody seems to have enjoyed that movie. But eh, I guess bad marketing and whatever. You know, whatever. It just kind of sucks. But all right. Keep going on right here. Hey, 
I'm surprised it took this freaking long. Not only is there going to be a John, like a, apparently there, it's in development. We'll see how far it goes. But uh, we all we heard that you know the director Chad Shadishki, whatever, whatever, uh, said that they'll probably take a little break from actual John Wick movies, but they'll explore, of course, the world of John Wick, which we're getting the Continental series and we're getting the ballerina movie with Ana de Armas. But uh, another thing they're going to be approaching, apparently, is a John Wick video game. And my reaction is, why did it take this fucking long to get us a John Wick video game? I mean, my God, it took this long? Can you imagine a John Wick video game with some gun food shit? I mean, it could be like Arkham-style fighting, but with guns. Little Max Payne in there? Bullet time? Come on. I don't know why it took so long. But yeah, so John Wick World is still going to be, you know, everything's, there's a lot of things in development. So I think we're all right. Here's some art from Jackson Caspers. Henry Cavill Superman right there. Looks pretty sweet. Looks pretty sweet. And then look what they posted right here. See, this is pretty sweet right here. I love this. The, the official Flash WB Twitter handle right here. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yes. He's Batman. Gotta love that. I like that. I like that little promo. Oh, man, this is like heartbreaking, but kind of cool at the same time. Uh, James Gunn showing off some of the VFX. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know, like the first time after, you know, we see Rocky get, you know, messed with and then he gets put in the cage and he's all like shivering and ah, like ah, shivering. I mean, my God. But at least... Oh, cut. We're good. Did you get that take? So that that I, I like how James Gunn did that. It's like, oh, yeah, you remember the, the scene from the movie where he's like shivering and looking all, huh? But then I love the fact that, they, that he did that at least, you know, added that. But, man, that scene right there, whoo, pulls out those heartstrings. Justice is gray, motherfuckers. That's right. Got my, uh, got my shirt right there from the Full Circle event. Posted that. Thought I'd gray it out like that, so... Uh, and then we got some Funko Pops for the new Turtles movie right here. So look forward to those. All right. Did you, did you guys hear this theory right here from Andrew Schultz? Well, he heard the theory, but you guys hear this theory? Listen to this right here. So, Shub hit me with this theory. And he goes, you're familiar with James Gunn's history with Marvel? Yes. Do you know <laughs> does, does he care? He's looking at his, his phone. Firing? He got fired for some it was some me too shit right or much no not me too but it was around it was tweets like joking about like uh, uh pedophilia but yeah, it was yeah, clearly yeah. sarcasm and jokes yeah. or whatever but this was at the time where everybody was going back into tweets and like canceling people so he <laughs> comes, you could blame they it on still do that pardon before you could blame it on Chad exactly yeah. so so he comes in uh marvel gives him the opportunity and creates guardians right and guardians becomes kind of the cornerstone of how they're going to make Marvel movies. There's a real shift in Marvel movies after Guardians where yeah. they do, like, this more comedic Comical approach tone. Yeah, that also has, like, absolutely. heart. And everything kind of, like, I don't want to say copies, but that is the new version of how you make a Marvel movie. And um, then he gets thrown away and cancels. Cancel. And um, then they realize that they can't recreate it without him. So they have well. to go back and do anything in their power to get him to come back to Marvel. After he was and at DC. If you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he is Rocket. Marvel is 
it's a fuck you to Marvel. So <laughs> Ro Rocket Raccoon. Marvel is the evolutionary, the high evolutionary, right? Who creates life, gives the opportunity, gives the opportunity can't quite get it right. to James Gunn, can't quite get it right. And then all of a sudden the thing that he gave the opportunity, the thing he created, had independent thoughts, something that Marvel couldn't create oh, and made the thing that Marvel couldn't create. So now and I then need you back. He tries to throw him away because he thinks he can recreate it, but he they cannot create without that thing that Rocket Raccoon yeah, made the independent back. thought. So he does everything he possibly can to get him back to create the thing. And ultimately, he goes, fuck you. I don't need you. I'll go somewhere else. And where is that? DC. Yeah. Now, who knows if somebody just put this meeting on top Fantastic. of the movie? But there are some fucking great Fantastic parallels right there. It's good. It's Fantastic it is. Theory. It is some good parallels. All right. When I saw this, I was like, huh. But then, of course, naturally, you know, when people like push back on it and be like, well, wait a minute, Guardians of the Galaxy three, like the script was written before he got fired. So, but then I'm like, okay, yeah, but how do we know that there wasn't tweaks or anything like that? I don't know. I do like the theory because if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you kind of go, huh, very interesting. It is a cool theory. It might, you know, whatever. And then at the same time, you bring up Joss Whedon because obviously like when, when it came to Guardians, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, changed the game, especially the CBM game. It changed the game, and I don't think anybody can deny that. Whether... I, no matter how you feel about James Gunn, the first Guardians of the Galaxy changed the game. Put James Gunn on the map, and it did change the mold a little bit. When It, it changed the mold. Not a little bit, but it changed the mold when it came to the MCU movies. Because obviously when you, when you see that first phase different and a lot of people prefer that first phase and i totally understand that because at some you know some all those origin stories are great and then even the first avengers movie but then you rewatch the first avengers movie and you go eh, maybe it's not as cinematic as i remember it i mean infinity wars i think light years better than the first avengers movie I'm not saying the first avengers movie is bad but yes it is joss whedon sadly and he did create that whole dynamic of okay let's have the humor and the action and and whatnot and i think james gunn took it into a different level a little bit i guess you could say but i don't know it, it is an interesting theory but you know who knows when it comes to timelines with things is like i said the script was done before he was fired and then but i don't know if like how much tweaking there was and yeah there's a chance that maybe he was going to be hey directors do that shit and there could be like a huge middle finger to mar middle finger to marvel and i actually hope the theory is true it'd be pretty sweet if the theory was actually true because why not why not there you go. I don't really know who, uh, you know, I don't know much about Charlemagne. I know some of you people are like in there just, uh, uh, just, you know, hating on him. I'm like, yeah, I've never really followed him, but I really like Andrew Schultz. I watch his podcast. I don't really watch their podcast, but I like Andrew Schultz. Uh, great comedian, funny guy. And what the fuck is this? Will Ferrell and Toxic Star is John Madden and Dave Russell's Madden? What? It's ridiculous. It's the origin story of the Madden video game. Not even about John Madden, but the Madden video game. Uh, all right. Hey, show me something. David O. Russell, apparently he's a huge douchebag, but people, they keep on allowing him to make movies, and he gets ensemble casts. Remember his last movie? Do you remember the Amsterdam movie? Nobody fucking watched it. And I heard it was awful, awful. I didn't want to watch it because it was a long movie. It felt like it was going to be a waste of time. It just didn't really grab me, even though it had Christian Bale, uh, John David Washington, Margot Robbie. It had a lot of people in there, but I just it didn't grab me. But this is interesting. Will Ferrell, I just I don't see it. I don't really see it. But 
And then we got some fan banners right here. Look at that. Look at that. The flash banner from a fan right there. And then we got some fan posters. Worlds Collide. Look at all that right there. I like this one the best. Or the most. I should say the best. The most. Because you got the Batcave. You got the lightning bolts. You got Barry right there standing in front of the waterfall. That is a pretty damn sweet poster right there. That should be at movie theaters right there. I think this poster is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And then, yes, there's been some uh, behind the scenes of, uh, of course, Wade Wilson with his uh, crazy, of course, skin that he has that they posted. Ryan Reynolds, because that is... uh, that is filming right now, and it is weird, too, that apparently because of the writer strike that Ryan Reynolds or anybody, nobody who's filming things right now can ad-lib, apparently. They can't legally ad-lib in a movie or a show right now that's currently filming because you can't, because of the writer strike. So legally, they can't do that. That makes no fucking sense, but hey, whatever. This is what Batman 3 was supposed to be. This is what Batman Forever technically was supposed to be. Who knows if it was going to be called Batman Forever? Possibly. But we got to remember that this was what it was going to be like right here. That's right. Michael Keaton was going to come back. Robin Williams was going to play the Riddler at one point. And if they were going to have Two-Face, you got to bring in Billy D because Billy D was Harvey Dent in the first movie. And then uh, Rene Russo, that was like, uh, I don't know if that's a random thing, but yes, at one point too, Marlon Wayans was going to play Robin. So good little, good little mock-up right here of, uh, of, of a multiverse Batman forever, I guess you could say. I've seen it before. We've all seen it before. So apparently, remember when we talked about this too? Oof. Yeah. So apparently, well, this is according to Scooper, so take it with a freaking huge grain of salt, of course. But the rumor is that Matt Reeves Production Company, 6th and Ohio, is producing a Clayface project from director Mike Flanagan. And then here's the kicker right here. This could mean that the film is set in Matt Reeves' Batverse rather than James Gunn's DCU. Smart! Smart! Make more spinoffs. Of the Reevesverse, Elsewhere's, perfectly fine, okay? I mean, we're going to be talking about DCU stuff, Guns DCU, and talking about Brave and the Bold, which I'm all about, but we still have Matt Reeves' universe, and if he wants to continue, like, doing spinoffs and uh, adding, fleshing out more of the villains, more of the characters in this world, please, please do so. And if Matt Mike Flanagan wants to do it, and I think that he could perfectly do it, I mean, I, who knows... What type of Clayface it would be, we've talked about this, because if you look at, what, the Silver Age Clayface, or just the origin of Clayface, he wasn't the Clayface face that we, I can't even say it, Clayface that he is now, that he is now that Batman the Animated Series turned him into, turned him into the big, you know, clay monster. But originally he was just like a serial killer and they kind of like just tweaked it a little bit. But I think it, it could actually work if they do that Silver Age Clayface. They can absolutely do something in Matt Reeves' universe. But we'll see. I don't know if this is true. I don't know. Like I said, take a, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But I hope that it is 100% true because I think that would be something pretty sweet. <sighs> this is pretty sweet right here. Old school Justice League. You got Keaton Bats. You got Christopher Reeve. You got, uh, what's her name? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, geez, totally, you know, but you got these right here. Yeah, totally drawn a blank. 
You know, me and names. Look at the traps on Flash, Mr. Wesley Ship. Yeah. Anyways, that's, I thought that was pretty cool. This is a pretty sweet poster right here from Skinner Creative. Linda Carter, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Like I said, sometimes, like, I could, like, the name is in my brain, but it's blurry. Happens too much. Times Square. Look at that. Times Square. You know how they like to put these big, giant billboards in, uh, billboards in Times Square. There it is. Flash right there. Moving forward, you got Keaton Batman right there. You got to love it. You got the Batwing and everything. And you got uh, Supergirl right over here. Pretty sweet. There she is. There she is. But yeah, I thought that was cool. We got a motion poster for the Flash right here. And then keep going, keep going, you keep going. Top Gun Maverick came out a year ago on the 27th, so that's pretty sweet. We got some behind-the-scenes video right here of some uh, Ecto-1 action happening from the new Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters 4, technically. Hey, remember Justice League Mortal? What? Whoa, that's right. Uh, we got... Julian Chan right here. He made some posters. I mean, this looks like <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. But yeah, these were the actual actors right here that were going to be playing these characters in Justice League Mortal. Jo yeah, George, uh, George Miller's Justice League Mortal right here. Army Hammer. Oh, man, we dodged a bullet on that one, didn't we? Army Hammer Batman. We got DJ Catrona Superman, which he ended up being, you know, one of the Shazamily right there. And uh, Adam Brody, Flash, yeah, Santiago, yeah, I don't even, Jay Baruchel, I don't even know who he was going to be playing, but you got Common right here, you got Megan Gale right here, you got Antoine Yelich, that was going to be, I don't know, yeah, but that's, he made that poster right there. He also made a Nicolas Cage Superman Lives poster right here, that's pretty sweet, gotta like that. Anakin, come on, that's funny. That's funny. If you know, if you know, you know. That's just hilarious. Come on. That's hilarious. Lee Bermijo drawing some awesome Batman right there. You got to love that. And then, yes, 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray coming out for uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Pretty sweet. And then we got the GOAT again, Mr. Ken Griffey Jr. He retook his uh, 89 Upper Deck rookie card picture right here. That's pretty awesome. I li I just love that. Like I said, he was my all-time favorite player. I actually have the 89 Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card upper deck. I actually have it. Yes. It is in a box, in a case, in my closet. Not sure what it's worth right now, but hey, I do have that. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. This is pretty cool right here. You guys saw this clip. This was uh, this clip was going around. This guy right here, he got colorblind uh, glasses, so then he actually sees colors for the first time. It's pretty sweet. It's just one of those. Ah. And look at that. And then you just like, can you imagine? You haven't seen colors, and then you see colors. Well, this is bro. These are the kind of videos that I like to see. They're called palette cleansers. Just, just oh, really awesome. Look at big red over there. Look at his face. Mm -hmm. Can't even believe it. This is this what. This is what y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what? 
Look at that. Looking oh at the bushes. My. Everything. More of that. More of that. Look at his face. Gotta love that. Love it when those videos show up. Just pretty freaking cool. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we got some uh, Rebel Moon stuff. Or no, we got some... Okay, so this might be... Hopefully this might be... This might actually be a Las Vegas update finally. Because we have a quote right here, and this is from Las Vegas. It says, we did all the motion capture for Zack Snyder's animated series for Netflix. And this is the behind-the-scenes video of mocap session for action fighting and stunts and wireworks. So look at this right here. So they're doing stuff. I mean, obviously, we know it's going to have some mocap kind of things when it comes to Las Vegas. And apparently... They're doing stuff. They're doing stuff, guys. Finally, this might be... We've been wondering what's been going on with Las Vegas. I mean, Jesus Christ. I meant to even, like, throw that question out to Zach, but I just never got around to it. it you know, the times that, obviously, when it was on the vodka stream and then just seeing him in person, it was like, yeah, what's going on with Las Vegas? But apparently, they're working hard on it, and we're still going to be getting it, but it's probably not going to be till next year. I'm guessing around the time that Twilight of the Gods is happening, but... Yeah. Well, Las Vegas ain't happening. So we got Jose, who's a big fucking Debbie Downer right there. Cool. All right. Well, somebody screenshot that so that we could throw it in his face when it actually does happen. All right. But uh, anyways, we'll see. We'll see. I hope it does. It, it should. I know. But there's, uh, you know, things that could prevent it, right? Anyways, screenshot that. Screenshot that. Uh, we got Matthew right here who made a... Uh, a helmet for the mech suit, the BVS suit right here. All right, this is badass. We're not going to watch the whole video, but look at this right here. I'm sure everybody's seen this. Okay, this is... Okay, the marketing for The Flash has actually been pretty damn good. It's been pretty damn good because they have this drone. These are drones, which is amazing that we could do this now. And look at... Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. And then look at this. Or they formed all three logos. What the hell? That's amazing. It's amazing. And then it continues, showing the flash. They show him running right there. Look at that. What? What? And then showing all of them. There she is. Just amazing. Like, what the hell is happening right there? There's Batman. Look at that, all three of them. What? The Flash. Worlds collide. Oh, they even put a QR code. I wonder if it worked. Were people holding up their phones and going, huh? They even put a QR code. That's amazing. The Batwing looks 3D. What is happening? Technology is amazing. Wow. Wow. That's what I... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, imagine seeing it high on mushrooms. Or anything. High on anything. Yeah, but that's just sweet. And this wasn't the only spot that they did this. Again. Good job, Warner Brothers, with the marketing in this movie. That's unique. 
I mean, hopefully it helps, and I get it, guys. I know there's early box office tracking, and anybody who hates the movie is using that to throw in other people's faces that it's only tracking at, like, $70 million. But I'm like, uh, I wouldn't do that because I'm just saying I don't like to talk about box office projections until the week of. Like, on Wednesday's show, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse box office projections because it's coming out this weekend. So I always like to wait till at least then. And I know like a lot of people, if you hate the movie, you're going to just like if you hate the movie, you're going to utilize the Rotten Tomatoes score against it and everything, you know, even though we claim to not care about the stuff. Anytime it's something that you don't like. Oh, I don't look at box. Yeah, who, what are you talking about? Box office numbers. Oh, uh, the box. Oh, yeah, they're good. You know, you know, you know how it always is. Fandom is great. Just don't be one of those. Don't be one of those. Don't be one of those. Because I'm guaranteeing you that it's probably going to, it's going to be over, at least domestically, it's going to be over 100 mil. And I don't know what it's going to be like internationally, but it might track pretty well. But we'll see. We'll see. I think this, I think when it comes to The Flash, is the hype built around it, which there's a lot more hype when it comes to a lot of this stuff, too, because there was the Canada. See, there's another... There's another uh, another angle right here of some of uh, the drone thing right there. Look at that thing. Just gonna put this. Yeah. Look at that sweet. That's pretty freaking sweet. Um, where was it? We had. Uh, of course, there was that. Keep going. I know. There's too many tweets. We'll go back. But yeah, there was the uh, the Warner Brothers Canada premiere, and they had all kinds of people. I mean, that's pretty sweet too. Yeah. Good for you guys. You got to actually see the movie. Sorry. You got to love that. But yeah, there was that whole thing. But yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, I would say let's let's wait a little bit. Don't don't be caught because, you know, if it ends up making a lot more than that 70, you're going to have to be like, well, you know. But again, that's the way fandom is. No matter what, it's like you either use you use the box office projections against it or for it. Or you use the Rotten Tomato score against it or for it. I just like to just, let's just, okay, we could talk about both of that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. But, yeah, we had, look at this right here even. That's pretty sweet. We got those three right there. And, again, I know people are like, it's supposed to be a Flash movie. Yeah, but at the same time, you're, you kind of answered your own question. It's supposed to be a Flash movie, but not a lot of people know who the Flash is. So if you inject some... Supergirl and put that Superman, you know, that that S logo and then you have Batman in there. It kind of helps it. It does help it. It was very smart. It was pretty smart what they did when it comes to this Flash movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't believe it's been a month since Full Circle. It's been a month since Full Circle, man. And uh, Josh Herrera. He uh, posted uh, a video talking about how it's been a month. And then I noticed in the video, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that somebody was recording us before we before we went live on the Man of Steel commentary. And there's Zach right there, of course, just talking. And, you know, and I even said in my tweet right here that, yes, anytime that Zach has his phone out, he tends to show you things he's working on. Yes. So you can imagine what uh, what was on the screen. Um, but yeah, I thought that was like kind of cool. I was like, oh, sweet. I didn't realize somebody was recording right behind us. So just listen to the man talk. Just listen to that man talk. Yep. See, here we go right here. More fans. Yay. You know, 
A lot of good fans out there dressed up, having fun at the at that Toronto whatever. And then, of course, we'll talk about that. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, let's see. That's a pretty cool. I always say that that Aquaman shot is great. Keep going. Tremors. Yes, yes. And then here we go right here, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys saw this, but this is the new intro for DC Fanimated. That's right. We rebranded it from Batman the Fanimated Stream to DC Fanimated Stream because we're going to be because we're talking about Superman right now. So here's the opening right here. Whee! DC Fanimated. And thank you, Mr. Mask of Shy Alessandro. That's right. He made the animation for us and uh, much appreciated as he made uh, the previous one, too. So good stuff. Good stuff. Enhance, enhance. Yeah, so that's a cool little opening. Hopefully you guys saw that. Uh, apparently, uh, X-Men 97 is going to be coming out next year, so that's great. Oh, now it's it's looking like it's true, guys, according to Can We Get Toast? So take it with a freaking grain of salt because it's another freaking scooper. I don't know how many goddamn scoopers there are out there, but my God. But yes, according to this scooper called Can We Get Toast, Halle Berry, Famke Jansen, yeah, Famke, yeah, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. And James Marsden are reportedly going to reprise their roles in Deadpool 3. I think we all kind of knew this. It's kind of like, it's one of those things where it's like, is it really a scoop? Or are you just taking, because if you remember, of course, Holly Berry, she has her hair this color again. It's white, the storm hair color. We talked about it last week. I have a film chunky shot on it. So you can kind of assume that, yes, she is coming back. And I just was, I know some people are tagging me like, hey, you called it. I'm like, I didn't call it. I just was going with everybody else going like, hey, this would be great. I was just wishing it. I wasn't calling it. I was wishing for it. That's all. But apparently according, but I think, I think we can, we kind of realized that when we saw Holly Berry kind of tease it. So yeah, looks like it's going to happen. Why wouldn't it? Kevin Feige was a producer on the first X-Men or in all the X-Men movies. It's going to happen. And then Alien fans, apparently Alien uh, Romulus, Romulus, <laughs> Romulus, <laughs> reportedly takes place between Alien and Aliens. Interesting. And apparently it's going to also be, you know, Prometheus is going to be a part of it too. So that's pretty sweet. And then we got Pedro Pascal. If you guys, uh, I don't mean to break it to you guys, but in the last couple of seasons, Pedro Pascal has not been in the suit of Mandalorian. No, he's only been the voice. Remember when all that craziness was happening with Pedro Pascal? Remember when all that thing, like, you know, when like, oh, is he quitting the show? What is happening with the show? Uh, and there was like, there was rumors that that might happen and whatnot. I think the whole thing kind of like, uh, it got to the point where he just wanted to, he got a contract where now he just does the voice and he's not doing the acting. He's not in the suit anymore because unless he needs to take the helmet off, there's no reason for him to be on set. It does kind of make sense. And, you know, kudos to the, the actor that actually plays the Mandalorian in, in costume because he's got, he's got that, that Pedro Pascal strut thing going on. Like, I, I'm just kind of, I always wonder, I'm like, is that Pedro or is that the stand-in? 
apparently it's always been the standard because he said right here, there was an extended amount of experimentation being in the suit for a lot of it. And frankly, my body wasn't up for the task as far as like the four months of it. But now we figured it out and it gave me the opportunity to be able to go and do something else. So it frees up his schedule. Makes sense. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. I mean, let's face it. James Earl Jones wasn't in Darth Vader. You know, he wasn't in the Darth Vader suit. He was just a voice. But I'm just kind of wondering, are we ever going to see, are we ever going to see Mando without the, uh, without the helmet again? And of course, then he'll have to get into the suit and make an appearance. Anyways, <laughs> and then there's this. Well, let's, let's go further up. Man, there's so much to talk about. But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we got uh, some the standees right here. This is in Thailand. Thailand. Very detailed standees for the Flash right there. Pretty sweet. But, yes, guys, according to some, according to Habel, Moz, whatever. According to that source that you can see right there, Sasha Kaye says she talked to both Henry Cavill and Melissa Benoist for advice for the Flash. Kaye adds that Henry Cavill has already seen the film and loves it. What? Say it ain't so. Oh, man. I mean, and it's, and it's going to be kind of funny, too, because just like I was saying when it comes to box office projections and Rotten Tomato scores, people will say she's lying. <laughs> people will say she's lying, or they'll say that, oh, yeah, well, of course, what is Cavill not going to give it praise, which is true. I mean, it would be kind of funny. It was like, yeah, uh, Henry Cavill seen The Flash. He thought it sucked. It's like, of course, he's not going to do that. And, of course, there's nothing to really back up unless we hear it from Cavill himself. And I'm kind of wondering, is he, is he actually going to post anything about it on his Instagram? Most likely not. I wouldn't say he would because, let's face it, I mean, he was supposed to be... He had, he had a scene, another scene in the movie where that he recently recorded or whatever, filmed... And that's that's going to be removed because that was supposed to set up future events, I guess. But yeah, but uh, I mean, it was just kind of interesting. This was floating around all, you know, in this afternoon, all of a sudden this came about. It was like, oh, my God, Henry Cavill. And then she's a she is now Sasha Kaye is saying that she reached out to Henry Cavill for advice, which is great, which she should. And I'm sure he was totally he was a gentleman and just gave her some pointers, gave her all kinds of advice, which is great. And also uh, Melissa Benoist. But the fact that she had to add, she add, she added the fact that, oh, yeah, that he loves the film. That's good. I mean, let's face it. We could add him to what? Terry Crews. And now we got Henry Cavill. What? That's the two new ones that have loved The Flash. But I mean, I think it's pretty great. It's great. I mean, of course, he's not going to say it sucked. No, he's not going to say it sucked. I mean, they're kind they're. There might be some sour grapes with the fact of the matter is that he's not going to be Superman, at least right now. You never know what could happen in the future. I don't know. We don't know what's all happening behind the scenes. But we have to take our word on it, of course, naturally. We're going to take our word on it when it comes to this. But, yeah, I mean, but I mean, his appearance, there's gonna, he's going to have a presence in the film, of course. I would, I would think there would be some kind of presence in the film because of how it represents the entire DC multiverse and just DC in general. If you listen to what people say, it's like, yeah, you can say there's going to be a presence, sure, but the actual scene, not going to be in there that we've, uh, you know, we kind of, we, we understand. We understand that, but I'm glad that Cavill, I hope it's true. You know, we don't, we're not going to know 100% unless he posts it, but I hope it's true. I really hope it's true that he actually gave praise 
to it. I, you know, I'm not saying that he's actually going to post it, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. I think it's, you know, he's a gentleman. Of course, he's going to be like, good job. Fantastic. So, and then we got a poster right here, too, which is pretty sweet. I like that poster. It's a good poster. Worlds collide. It's a good tagline. I think we're all, we're all good with it, right? So, there we go. Sorry, that was a lot of tweets. A lot of things. A lot of things happened in the past uh, few days, so. Sorry that took so long, but yeah, let's get right into it. Let's start getting into the uh, the topics here now that we're an hour in. My God, right? Andy Muschietti. <laughs> oh, man. I mean... Can you think of... I mean... Uh, so, so this is my thoughts right here. We're, we're gonna, I'm going to bring up the video right now. Because this has been... It's not the first time we've heard this. We've heard this rumor. We've heard that... Andy Muschietti might be set to direct The Flash, of course, not The Flash, but after The Flash, he's going to be directing Batman, Brave and the Bold for James Gunn. And I've heard, and I've even said to you guys before too, maybe I've said it more in like the Patreon or the members where, where I was like talking to my buddy and I was just basically saying that they love Andy Muschietti. WBD loves Andy Muschietti. So naturally they want to hold on to him. I mean, I hope Andy can actually veer off and make something like a passion project or something else eventually. But I'm just saying like they want to hold out. I mean, there's been rumors that he was going to be directing the new justice league movie, but I'm like, when the fuck is that going to happen? I think that I think that's far away right now. A justice league movie. I mean, eventually it's going to get there, but I think we're a couple of few, I mean, I think we're like three, maybe four years away from another justice league movie. I think they need to really establish these heroes right now. So let's let's get that let's get that going. Let's get some good directors behind this stuff. And then when it comes to Muschietti, obviously being rumored for that, and then he's also been rumored for Batman: Brave and the Bold. And I'm just kind of going like, well, I mean, he is the movie that we're about to see in a couple of weeks has Batman in it, so he's already handling Batman. So let's look at it right here. This is what he was asked at that recent event, I think, uh, in Toronto. So here we go. Well, Andy, I want to ask you, you know, you inherited two Batman here, too. You've got Tim Burton's Batman, you've got Zack Snyder's Batman. And uh, I'm curious, you know, if you were to take your own Batman in a brave and bold direction, what would you want to put on? What kind of spin would Look you want to put on that character? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I don't think I can talk to that yet. Yet. Uh, Andy, yet. Look at those eyebrows. Look at that face. But I love his eyebrows when, it, when, it, when, when, when this dude right here says brave and bold the brave and bold you know like his eyebrows go whoop no if you were to take your own batman in a brave and bold direction what would you want to put on what kind of <laughs> i mean come on look at those eyebrows he went oh shit he just said brave and bold and then of course barbara's like you better not say anything don't say anything i don't know what are we thinking here what are we thinking is this kind of confirming almost? I think it might. And anybody who's against this, let me put this, let me, let me, I was thinking about this today because I was, when, when I saw this video and then thinking about Andy directing Batman Brave and the Bold, I was like, you know what? All right. So not only does, is he already dealing with two Batman and the Flash, he's already handling Batman and then when it comes to Batfleck, my favorite Batman cinematically, and then my second favorite Batman, which is Keaton, which is great for me. I'm just, my God. 
the fact that we're I've always said this too because we have the more grounded Batman over here with Matt Reeves. He's a it's a more of a darker, really darker grounded Batman over here. Sure, that's great and I want that too because you know, give me as much Batman as I can. But when you have Obviously, we're going to have a more fantastical Batman when it comes to the DCU Batman. When it comes to James Gunn's universe, we're going to have a more fantastical Batman. And then even seeing the footage and seeing Batfleck in action, when we see him in there, he is more fantastical, which is totally fine with me. I am okay with that to have a fantastical Batman. We've had grounded Batmen, but I think even Zack Snyder took it to even a, a little bit. Of, yeah, he took it to a fantastical level. Let's face it. He had to go up against Superman. He got thrown through a building and into the bat signal, okay? He was pretty fantastical, even though Zack does, does a good job of taking fantastical elements, but also grounding them as well, which I think is kind of like, it's a good approach that they can, whoever does this movie should take. But I'm just saying, like, if people are worried that there's going to be a Batman that's going to be more, you know, is it going to be more Batman and Robin than it is, you know, the Batman or something like that? I'm just kind of going like, well, we got Andy Muschietti right here. What was his first movies? What was his first movies? Mama? It part one, it part two, or chapter one and chapter two. He's a horror director. I think that's pretty perfect for a Batman movie. The Dark Elements... And the fact of the matter is we got Damien, we got Damien Wayne, we got Damien Robin right here. You better believe there's going to be some League of Shadows stuff. There's going to be some mystic things. Raz, I mean, come on, we're going to be, we're going to have some mystic elements in here. We can have some darkness in here. And I think having a horror director, a guy who's made some great horror movies, let's, I think that's great. I think it's a good choice. I haven't seen The Flash yet, sadly, but hey. I'm thinking that he could be good for the job. I think he can. So that's just what I was thinking about today. I was like, yeah, he could still handle it. It'll be fantastical, sure, but it could still have that darkness a little bit. And then if it gets a little mystical with some of the, some of the stories, especially you have Damian Wayne, you have Damian Robin. I think he would be good for the job. I think so. I don't know. I should have put out. I should have put out a uh, a poll to see where everybody's at. Would you want Andy Muschietti to be directing Batman: Brave and the Bold, a new Batman movie? I think it's a good. I think it's a good choice, to be honest. I really do. Um, let's see. Ben straight up rejecting Brave and the Bold is not a good sign, though. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't know if he. Yeah, he just said he didn't want to work on that. I think when when it comes to Ben not wanting to direct anything, just because I I I. I don't, to be honest, I, I mean, obviously there was rumors that that was happening, but to me, I was like, why would he want to do that when he just started his new production company with Matt Damon? And he, and of course that would help him just make the movies that he wants to make. And not to mention that, why would he want to get back into this world, especially being a director and seeing what happened to Zack Snyder with BVS and Justice League? Why would he want to even attempt to do that himself, even though it's a different regime? And But I just, I, the pressure. Like, when I think about Ben Affleck rejecting it, I more think of, like, I don't think he wants that pressure anymore because he's happy right now. Newly married. Well, not, well, kind of, hey, yeah, newly married. Sober. And making the movies that he wants to make. I mean, everybody's praising air. Like a motherfucker. I mean, look at like when he was at the Full Circle event. It seemed like he didn't really want to answer questions about his Batman movie. So 
to me, I look at it like that, where he just doesn't want to do that thing. He wants to do his own thing. That's just me. Plus, Ben would rather be clapping some J-Lo cheeks. Thank you, Jose. I like it. I mean, you're, 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 you're probably right. 100% definitely would be a good choice with Andy. Yeah, I think uh, after, especially after The Flash comes out, I think everybody's going to be pretty on board if this actually happens. But the fact that he said he can't talk about it yet, he said yet, right at the end, which I thought was pretty, pretty. I thought it was kind of telling. I thought it was kind of telling. That's just me, though. So, uh, But yeah, I'm, I, you know what? He, you know, when people kept on asking me who would I want, I mean, I'm thinking more action type directors, but then I'm like, well, what about a horror movie director? I think Andy could actually fit some of the dark elements and then make it fantastical as well. So, and speaking of fantastic, this casting rumor is not. Am I right? Huh? Oh, yeah, we got a casting rumor right here. Jesus Christ. I mean, I know a lot of people are, oof, big bomb right there, jeez, and a lot of people are, like, hoping that it's wrong! All right, sorry, just having fun with the drops right here, but yes, over the weekend, um, well, again, this is from another scooper, which, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, and I think a lot of us are kind of hoping that this is not going to be fully the cast right here. But uh, according to um, my sh- my time to shine, H, this is your cast for Fantastic Four. Adam Driver, which you've heard already, being uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. And then we got Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. Huh? Ah. And then Paul Mescal. Uh, the guy looks familiar, but I'm not really too familiar with his work. But, I, you know, I'm like, okay. And David Diggs, if I'm saying his name right. Now, obviously, he's voicing uh, Sebastian in uh, Little Mermaid right now. So he's currently, his name has been thrown out there. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I, 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 I don't, you know what? I don't mind, I don't mind Adam Driver as Reed Richards. I actually don't mind that. I'm actually okay with that. Margot Robbie is Sue Storm. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, yes, she fits no matter what. Yes, it's Margot Robbie. It makes sense. And she's a name, you know. I get it. But I just, I'm like, I, can we keep her as Harley Quinn? Stay over at DC. Stay over at DC, Margot. I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to hate it. But I, I'm just like, okay. And, you know, I'm like, okay. They, I mean, he looks like he could be her brother. They got those uh, pretty blue eyes. Sure. And then this, I'm like, all right, that's fine. And like some people were mentioning that he is actually Jewish. And, you know, so there's that whole thing where they actually cast a Jewish actor. I don't know. How are we feeling? I just don't know. I mean, as much as like I'm okay with Adam Driver, I, I, I still want John Krasinski. I still don't know why. They just don't go that. Maybe John Krasinski just didn't want to do it. And I knew Emily Blunt doesn't want to do, uh, didn't want to do any superhero movies either. And so when she kept getting asked about that, she kept on shooting that down, which is good. But I just like, yeah, Margot Robbie again? Like, like we're just going to have Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. But then we don't know, like, okay, so does that mean, and it doesn't necessarily mean, I guess, but does that mean she's going to be done with Harley Quinn? We love her Harley Quinn. I mean, come on. 
I would love some more Harley Quinn, some more, some more Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. I think I'd prefer that more than Sue Storm, but yeah, I just don't know. Margot, don't portray. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, we're more on the DC side. Stay over here, Margot. But I get it. This is gonna be this, and when they introduce the X Men, I mean, this is what this is what Marvel Marvel Studios has going for them is the fact that they have when it comes to cinematic movies they have a lot at their disposal that's why spider-man no way home worked very well was the fact that they're bringing in previous spider-men and it did work very well it's fantastic it was great being a fan of of all that it was just great to see the three of them on screen and i'm sure we'll get a reunion again whether it be animation or or just, you know, in future Spider-Man movies. And then, of course, then we have X-Men stuff, and we're getting Hugh Jackman back, and supposedly that whole group's going to be coming back in Deadpool 3, so it's going to be another crowd-cheering moment. But, obviously, the MCU bringing in the Fantastic Four is a big deal. It's a big deal. When it came to those first Fantastic Four movies, they were, you know, they were kind of MCU-ish, if you think about it. They were MCU-ish. I, you know what? Part of me actually likes the Silver Surfer one a little bit better because I like the Silver Surfer. Voiced by Lawrence uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, but some things didn't work out. I don't know. When it comes to those movies. And then, of course, they tried again, you know, the Josh Trank version, which I could see that he was trying for something, but the studio fuckery just kind of fucked that one all up. So now, you know, it's going to be a big deal. So I can understand that you'd want to get Adam Driver. You'd want to get Margot Robbie. Those, you know, those are two big names right there. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't try to go for Ryan Gosling and just have a Barbie reunion. But whatever. I don't know. I just, I'm like, come on, Margot. Get, I want Margot to be Harley Quinn more. I don't want her to be Sue Storm. So, ah, that's just my thoughts on it. That's my thoughts on it. But a lot of people were not liking it. A lot of people I've just been noticing. I've just been noticing a lot of people on the timeline not liking this casting show. So we'll see what if it all plays out. We'll see if this scooper is right. We'll see if uh, Miss, is it? I think this one might be a female. My Time to Shine, H. Let's see if they're right. Let's see if they're right. Take your bets. Take your bets. Box office time. Yay! Who saw the machine? Burt Kreischer's the machine. I like Burt Kreischer. I'm not making a I'm not making a joke on that, but it's just kind of you know it's kind of interesting because you have you know this comedy movie. Yeah, actually two. You got have uh, uh, Manisca- uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He also has his movie out about his father, who's played by Robert De Niro. So it is pretty sweet that these you know comedians are they're we're, we're getting we're getting movies that have to do with like bits bits that they've uh, created and of course you know Burt Kreischer had his movie come out The Machine which I would like to see but my theater didn't have it so I did see Little Mermaid but at the same time it was like Little Mermaid's a bigger movie obviously you're gonna go see that but let's see how Little Mermaid did when it came to the box office and so we have the numbers right here now obviously there's gonna be more, there's gonna be updated numbers tomorrow because it is a holiday weekend so they they do that whole thing but as of right now this is what's uh this is what's rocking and rolling when it comes to Little Mermaid, and uh, domestically it made 68 right here. Oh, no, internationally it made 68.3. Domestically it made 117.5. So domestic, it actually did better than internationally. But, yeah, we can understand sometimes internationally when it comes to certain things in certain countries, China, 
they they're like yeah for some reason certain skin colors don't lay out it's very interesting but 185.8 million dollars right here so that's what that did and you know of course there's going to be always that side that wants to shit on that. I mean, it's it's a decent opening, yeah, but I don't think it's... I don't know what the budget was. I'm sure the budget was pretty hefty, but at the same time, they didn't have to pay, like, big-time superstars to be in this movie, so maybe, I don't know, the budget had to be around 200 or 250 right? So we'll see how this fares, see if it has legs or, you know, fishtails. <laughs> Anyways, okay, fins? All right. Um, but yeah, and then of course we have Fast X, 65.7% drop. That's right. But, you know, doesn't prevent the next one from coming out, of course. It's still at, it's still across a half a billion. It's currently at 512.8. So, I mean, this franchise ain't going anywhere, but, you know, I mean, let's face it, it didn't drop as much as, you know, some of the other superhero movies that have come out in recent didn't drop that much, but it's still at a half a billion. And, you know, we'll see where it actually like wraps up. It's not going to make a billion for sure. But uh, yeah, 65% drop when it comes to that. But in the whole franchise over the weekend, it passed $7 billion. So that's why they keep on making these movies and they will continue on. We're going to get two more sequels and then spinoffs, mind you. Still going to be happening. And then, of course, Burt Kreischer's The Machine. Yeah, it made eight million. It made $9 million. I don't know what the budget was on that, but I don't know if they're proud of that. But, you know, at least it, it you know made something. I've heard good things about it. I heard it's really funny and just ridiculous and all over the top and everything. But, I like like I said, I like Burt Kreischer. I, I watch his podcasts and stuff like that. So, so just the, the fact that, you know, he told that story of The Machine on Joe Rogan's podcast... 12 years ago and now it's a fucking movie it's just it's kind of insane to think about that i think that's pretty sweet but there's your box office right there we'll see if little mermaid can swim you guys saw my first reaction it wasn't for me a lot of other people are enjoying it it's not for me did you guys have you guys downloaded your new max app very strange. You pull it up on desktop, you pull it up on any kind of apps or something like that. It makes you like re-download it. It's like a whole other, it's a whole other app. I had to re-download it. Um, obviously for the newly branded Macs, which they are going hard at. They are using Jason Momoa to really promote, really promote the one and only or whatever the fuck the tagline is of Max of Max. And a lot of people are like, why would they do that? HBO is a brand. HBO is a brand. Why would they drop the HBO? Why didn't they go with Warner? And I'm, I'm totally in that. I'm in that. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, why didn't they use Warner? Remember we kept hearing that there was a possibility it was going to be Warner Max at one point. Like, why would you not have the Warner brothers name somewhere? Just Warner or something in there. HBO obviously is a, everybody knows what HBO is, but uh, there's a new article that came out when it came to uh, when it came to this, when it came to changing it. And I thought it was pretty interesting, and I wanted to talk about it today. That Variety posted because you know a lot of people are wondering why would you drop the HBO, and you know there's been a lot of jokes and a lot of people just saying that they're not they're not about it, they're not about it. But in this article right here, it kind of gives a you know it gives it gives some interesting points. Give some interesting points. So here we go right here. Why did HBO Max become Max? Behind the streamer's relaunch strategy. 
So actually talking about that. So here's the bullet points that it gives. It gives two bullet points to signal a broader programming mix. HBO Max was positioned as a successor to HBO, but from the beginning included more than just what was on HBO proper. With Max, WVD was stuffed in a slew of nonfiction programming from the legacy discovery communication side of the house. Max features 35,000 plus hours of content, more than doubling the lineup over HBO Max. The company's goal is to let every member, oy, every member, whatever, I just lost my place, every member of the household to do whatever and blah, blah, blah. So they're talking about because it's more than HBO. That's essentially what that first part is. And then it says the second bullet point goes to make the flagship streamer look more family friendly. Warner Brothers Discovery executives ultimately felt that the HBO name was somehow restricting HBO Max's uptake among households with children. We all love HBO, and it's a brand that has been built over five decades to stand for edgy, groundbreaking entertainment for adults. WBD head of streaming, J.B. Perrette, said at the, H at the Max launch event in April. But it's not exactly where parents would most eagerly drop off their kids. Not surprisingly, the kids' content category, it's not met with true potential on HBO Max. So that's another thing, too, and I thought, huh. Okay, that kind of that makes sense. That second part makes sense. I mean, both parts make sense because it's not just HBO content. But then you kind of go, why didn't you call it this? I don't know, Discovery Max. Then maybe that wouldn't have worked either because everybody just thinks Discovery and nature shows and everything like that. So it's like, mm -mm. but when it comes to family friendly, you kind of go, okay, yeah. Because when I was a kid, and there was HBO, you didn't really think you're not going to HBO for kid-friendly content. Let's face it. I mean, recently I've been re-watching on Max now, Spawn, the Spawn animated series that came out in the 90s. It is not kid-friendly at all. It's it's graphic. It's uh, Yeah, it's very adult. And a lot of programs on there. Do you guys remember like programs like Real Sex? <gasps> sex Bites? I mean, I remember that. And then, of course, past 8 o'clock, Oh, yeah. Past eight o'clock when you're, you know, when when mom wasn't home or, you know, the parents weren't home and you're looking in that TV guide, you're like, oh, 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 there's a movie. Guy. I mean, of course, Cinemax was way better when it came to that. But I'm just, but they were kind of like, oh, they were, I don't know. I'm just saying it does ring true that, yes, HBO kind of doesn't scream family friendly. But then, of course, a lot of people would just use that quote that's out there that said, fuck them kids, you know, but at the same time, you get it. They want to have everybody involved in this app. And I will say, like I said in the opening of this stream, is I do like the blue. Now it's no longer purpley pink or whatever. It's straight up blue. And you guys know I love blue. Obviously, if you're looking around my, my interface right here, my little room, when I talk to you guys, blue. I like blue. So I do like that part. But yeah, I think they, yeah, I think they just should have... They should have incorporated the Warner name in there somewhere. I don't know. But I, I'm, but I understand it. And it's kind of funny, too, because Elon Musk commented about this. He said, yeah, there's a lot of backlash with this name drop. But he says, overall, he thinks it's going to benefit. So I'm just kind of going like, all right, Elon Musk is on board with this. But, of course, a lot of people, he's like, ah, what are you talking about? Don't agree with Lex Luthor over there. 
Uh, but I was just, it was just kind of funny that he commented about that on Twitter. And he was saying, like, he thinks it's going to actually work out for them. So I, I guess we'll see. I still am going to have it. I like the service. I've liked it from the beginning. Obviously, you know, they gave us Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, and I do like the library, the Turner Classic Library. The current Turner Classic Movie Library is great. You could find some gems in there that you haven't seen in a while or never got around to. There's a lot of good stuff in there. So, I mean, I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm not going to get rid of it. But, yeah, they could have did something better with the name, but I guess we'll see how the name plays out. But that's. But I just thought that those were two interesting bullet points when it came to um, talking about this. And I thought, yeah, it makes sense. Family-friendly. It's not just HBO content. But... I don't know. I think a little too late, though. I think that's what that that's the problem right there is like they should have did that right at the beginning instead of rebranding because a lot of people not too uh, not too happy with it. So. All right, let's get to some. um, Let's get to some questions right here. I forgot to post it on YouTube, so we'll just go to uh, Twitter right now. Let me refresh and make sure we get all the new stuff right here okay let me make sure we're good okay we're gonna go to some twitter questions right now thank you guys for uh doing that all right here we go okay we got andrea right here hola dave hola what do you think of the movie seven? Oh, that movie's fantastic one of fincher's best one of fincher's best what's in the box yeah it's a great movie dark it's a good atmosphere and uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad Pitt, they have great chemistry. The whole thing's just great. It's a great. And uh, I know Kevin Spacey, I, I love it that he is playing the bad guy. Um, but he does a great job, too. I mean, let's face it. I mean, yes, he's a creep in real life. but uh, And uh, somebody who probably shouldn't return with all the allegations that are on him. But, uh, you know, but he did do a good job in that, at least. Uh-oh, we got Lane right here. There's a rumor that Sam Raimi will direct Secret Wars. Personally, I would like for that to happen. He fits in, but it's still a rumor, or as some might say, scoop. Any thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I saw that too. I wouldn't hate it. Um, I, don't, I know a lot of people hated that he did Multiverse of Madness, but I thought he did a great job with Multiverse of Madness. Secret Wars, that would be interesting too. But I, you know, I hope I, I'd rather him do another Doctor Strange, I think, and then I want him to do some original stuff. I don't know, so. Yeah, we'll see, but I'm not, I wouldn't hate it at all, would not. Eric Blake, here's to all uh, who gave their lives for our own. My grandfather, Harold Blake, served as a Marine in Nam, when then became a military liaison, uh, uh, what is that, liaison, whatever the hell, I, I, I'm totally messing up that word, to um, Hollywood for movies like Pray for the Wildcats. Got uh, got a military heritage story on your end, Dave? Well, I mean, my dad was in the military, but I mean, I have, I've had family members in the military, but they've all come back. So that's, uh, you know, I'm always great for that. And, but I, I don't have any like military stories like that. I just, my dad was in the army for 30 plus years and I had a grandpa in the Navy and I had a cousin who was in the Marine. So pretty much I have family members that have been in every branch except for Air Force. So 
so yeah cheers cheers to again you know on memorial day cheers to uh everybody out there serving and everything and then of course the ones that never came back liaison there you go i knew that i knew the word but my mouth could not freaking could not say it for some reason i hate when that happens uh, Mal Matt, uh, from the action we see in the Flash movie trailer, Andy Muschietti convinced me he can direct Batman Brave and the Bold. Thoughts? I agree with you. Jade, with having a background of being a stunt choreographer and the director for John for the John Wick franchise, is, is the DCU project you would like to see Chad Stahelski take on? I mean, huh. I mean, I would say almost like I could see him taking on Brave and the Bold too, but I mean, he could, but I'm like, what else could he also? Yeah, I want to see some of that. Oh, Nightwing. If they did a Nightwing movie, if they're going to do some Bat Family stuff, I'm like, get get him to do like a Nightwing movie. Devon Wooter, Dave, I just thought Harley Quinn season one and two, it was amazing. I cannot believe I was rooting for Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy to be together. And who's your favorite characters from Harley Quinn show? For me, it's Harley. Yeah. And Batman and Gordon. I would say Gordon's one of my favorite. Gordon is just absolutely, you know, he's a just totally just he's always on edge and he's an alcoholic. I, I, I love Gordon. I love Gordon in the series. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, what do you think about Nicholas Holt playing Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible Remake? Huh. He kind of looks like Tom Cruise, which I never thought about. It's uh, a bit eerie, but also he who cares? I don't want Holt to fan cast because uh yeah. Huh. Well, I mean Yeah. Could. I mean, if they're gonna start treating the Mission Impossible franchise like the James Bond franchise, I could see it happening. Could definitely see it happening. And then finally, Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. If Andy Muschietti doesn't direct Brave and the Bold, who could you see directing it? Well, I'll, you know, Chad Shahowski, whatever, Stahowski. I could see him doing that. Question two. If Fantastic Four casting rumors are true and Adam Driver is the MCU Reed Richards, would you consider changing the cast and Reed to be uh, to people that are good? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind Adam Driver. I really don't mind Adam Driver. I like him as an actor, but I don't know. I think I would just prefer somebody else, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm okay with it, though. I won't hate it. Just like I won't hate Margot Robbie, but I just, I don't know. I'm not, like, liking just like everybody else on the freaking timeline. I'm not liking it. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know who I'd, I, 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 again, I would just, I can John Krasinski do it, but I, I can, I get it. He probably doesn't want to be stranglehold to like a 10 year fucking contract where he has to be Reed Richards for numerous damn movies. I can totally understand that. Totally understand that. So, uh, but anyways, so that's pretty much it guys. Yeah. Let's get kite man in there too. Huh? Let's get kite man. Let's get that spin off. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Uh, lengthy uh, Film Junkie Live. We covered a lot today, so that was great. A lot of things happened over the weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourself. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that like, thumbs up before you leave. Hit that notification bell as well. Become a member. Become a member. We do a members-only stream after every Wednesday show, so do that. Uh, we got the Patreon right there if you want to support the channel right there. And, of course, all the sock meds that are around me. I know I, did, I didn't do a... I didn't do a, a podcast, a Patreon podcast last week. I, I said I would, and I didn't. I'll do one this week because, you know, I don't, obviously I don't do this tomorrow, so I'll do a, 
I'll do an exclusive podcast on there where, you know, I get a little bit more ranty, a little bit more on those podcasts. So, yeah, if you want to do that, subscribe. You know, like I said, if you're enjoying the content, you want a little bit more, you know, and, of course, every little bit helps, you know, do it. You know, do it. And, you know, it's always much appreciated. So, and everybody who has done that, become a member, become a patron, I, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. All right, guys. So that's it for me. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. And then, uh, like I said, pa- patrons, look forward to uh, exclusive content tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a good rest of your Monday and happy Memorial Day. Talk to you later. <laughs>